What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of AEW. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining me here on The Boochcast, he's been woken. Yep. He's been broken. Absolutely, positively. And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to The Boochcast, the one, the only, the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. 
What's up, dude and dudettes? Guess who's new to Broke Solar's Treasure? Zach Scott is speaking. I'm not that broke. Uh, Benny, oh, here we go. Yes, we will. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is in uh, Philadelphia, which ironically is where Extreme Rules will be taking place uh, next Saturday night. Um, Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that. <laughs> what, that this is also in Philadelphia or that Extreme Rules is next no, Saturday? No, uh, Extreme Rules is Philadelphia next Saturday. I'll just stop that. October 8th. Yeah, it's October 8th. Okay. Yeah. What a weird coincidence. Yes. I saw that mention. I didn't pay attention. Yeah. Oops. Oh, I did. Uh, yeah, so this is, uh, and we open up the show with uh, Chris Jericho's championship celebration, because uh, we all know last week he became the Ring of Honor world champion. Uh, and this is Chris Jericho and the Jericho Appreciation Society, the epitome of sports. Entertainers. So he comes out, and we now know Jericho. He has been the uh, the king of nicknames since coming to AEW. He has been Le Champion. He has been the Demo God. He has been the Influencer. More recently, he's been the Wizard. He's hey, been Lionheart. He's not a wizard. I'm a wizard because I look like Ron Weasley. Anyways. Uh, okay, easy, easy, easy. Okay. Chill your Gryffindors. Um, so, Fuck but off, anyway, but d- don't you ever call me Hufflepuff. I will kick you in your Slytherin, motherfucker. So... Oh, fuck you, Hufflepuff. Make me Ravenclaw your ass. Now, we're going to get over here. Jericho has also given himself a new nickname. He is now calling himself the Ocho. And the reason he's calling himself an Ocho is because if you add up the six world titles Jericho held in the WWE, the fact that he won the AEW world title and is the first ever AEW world champion, and the current Ring of Honor world champion, that's eight times he has been the world heavyweight champion. Now, apparently, uh, AEW wants to recognize the WWE title reigns to make this more interesting. Um, But obviously, if Jericho ever went back to WWE, those two title reigns would not be acknowledged. Because unless WWE buys AEW or buys Ring of Honor, they will not recognize those world title reigns. They just won't. But because Jericho's in another company, he can call himself the Ocho. So we now have uh, Ring of Honor World Champion Chris Jericho and the Jericho Appreciation Society come to the ring. Luigi Primo is in the ring spinning a pizza. Uh, Angelo Parker tells the AEW Galaxy to appreciate them. He insults the fans and tells them to stand up for Jericho. Matt Menard asks Primo what kind of pizza he made, and he says he brought us some New York-style pizza. Menard says none of the fans get pizza. Anna JAS calls Jericho the greatest Ring of Honor world champion of all time. Jericho says the fans can't have pizza. They can have the most important Ring of Honor world champion in history. Chris Jericho says he's the most viewed Ring of Honor world champion because more people have seen him in one week than any other Ring of Honor champion before. He says no one knew about Ring of Honor before, but he'll change the way Ring of Honor is remembered. Jericho says Daniel Garcia is a great sports entertainer, and he got him a gift. Garcia opens it, and it's a purple bucket hat to go with the purple uh, suits that they're wearing. Jericho puts it on Garcia, who doesn't look happy at all. Garcia takes it off, drops it, and attacks Primo. Garcia says he's had enough because this is never what he wanted. He starts to say more, but Jericho cuts him off and tells him to think about this. He says Garcia is facing a crossroads because if he makes the wrong choice, Jericho will have to take him out. Jericho asks him whether he's a sports entertainer or a pro wrestler. Brian Danielson interrupts and 
says, it seems like Jericho is telling Garcia what he thinks he should be. Danielson tells Garcia he respects him and can do what he wants. He says, if you want to stay with Jericho, go ahead. But he also says, if you want, you can come join the Blackpool Combat Club. Jericho tells Danielson to shut up, saying that Garcia belongs to him. Garcia gets in his face and says he doesn't belong to him. Garcia wonders whether throwing a pizza on the ground would be entertaining. He wonders if it'd be entertaining if he teamed up with... Justin Roberts. He then wonders if it'd be entertaining if he teamed up with Danielson. Garcia says it would be entertaining if he and Danielson teamed up to face Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Menard says he's sick of Garcia's crap and he should punch Danielson right now. Danielson responds by saying he could have a match with anyone who wants to fight him. He suggests having a match with Menard. Fantastic fucking promo right there. I have to keep it down because I'm inside my house right now because I had to go to the bathroom and grab something right there. But this right here, ladies and gentlemen, was fantastic. Like the JS came out there, the Jackass Association. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Came out there, did the typical gloriness. Everybody was saying, you guys basically suck. But also, Danny Garcia got upset. It's like, you know what? I don't like where this is going. I basically switched sides. When that happens, usually, it's usually the good guy goes to the side, not the uh, bad guy goes to the good side. Am I right or am I wrong? Um, I mean, it can happen either way. You know, it's, it, uh, it all depends, ultimately. Yeah, yeah, want... yeah, I hear you on that. Okay, I'm back outside. Sorry about that. But, uh, but yeah, a... dude, I enjoyed the hell out of this. It was actually good. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. Um, And uh, I'm going to be honest about something right now. There was one thing that I really loved about this actually, segment. About it? I, and one thing I did not like. Of course. Okay. With you, I'm not surprised. Here's what I loved. I can sum it up in two words. Pizza, baby. There was pizza. I, and a pizza. I love it because it's the first time I've ever seen pizza being used in these segments. Usually it's like a fucking cake or there's like, you know, like a cheese plate or, or cheeseburgers. A, yeah. Or a little bit of the bubble eggs or a little bit of the pancakes. Yeah. Or something like that. I liked seeing pizza being used in this promo. By the way, I, you guys know I say pizza baby at the end of every show, and Zach joins me on it. Um, some of you know where that came from. Some of you don't. I'm going to address that right now. When I was on Adult Swim, I did a TV show called Daytime Fighting League. And mm-hmm. when I was on the show, every wrestler was required to have a catchphrase. I did not have one. I originally wanted to say in it to win it because that was my catchphrase on the regular guys. But they didn't like it. They thought it was too bland. So we had to come up with an idea. So the director asked me, what's your favorite food? And I said, pizza, because I love pizza. So he said, try pizza, baby. And what he goes, I want you to look at the camera and say, pizza, baby. I'm like, all right, dude, it's your money. So I looked at the camera and I went, pizza, baby. And I did a couple takes. And then I remember walking away filming that day thinking like, what the fuck did I just do? Then we have the first match. I win. And, on, and when they and when it shot, when it premiered on Adult Swim, it said, you see me going, pizza, baby, winner, booch. All of a sudden, the Adult Swim chat room fucking exploded. With everyone saying, pizza, baby, pizza, baby, hashtag pizza, baby. One person in the chat room said, I want to have booch's pizza babies. Like it went insane. He gave me an idea to what to do on Facebook from now on. So since that time, people were clamoring for Pizza Baby merchandise. Well, for those of you who may not know, and I'm going to be posting this to the Boochcast Facebook page, I may even throw it on Twitter as well. We have Pizza Baby merch for sale. Now, you can go to storefrontier.com slash product slash Pizza Baby, and we have options. You can get a Pizza Baby t-shirt, and on the front, it says Pizza Baby. There is a two slices of pizza together, in the sh- and it's like shaped like a heart, the two slices combined. And underneath on the bottom, there's a little baby fetus. 
with an umbilical cord touching the tip of the pizza. So it's like the baby's eating the pizza through the umbilical cord because those who don't understand uh, reproduction, uh, that's how babies consume food and drink before they're delivered. They have the umbilical cord. So I set it up like that, and then on the back, it says Booch Nation because that's what I call my fan base, the Booch Nation. And here we call you guys the Booch Cast Nation, which that phrase was coined by Elvis during a promo he cut where he called everybody the Booch Cast Nation. So we're just like, sounds good, let's fucking run with it. So we have a t-shirt option. We also have a kid's t-shirt option. So if you want to buy a kid's size shirt for your child, you can do that. We also have hoodies that you can buy. Now the t-shirts are $20. The hoodies are $40. So we have hoodies. We have a sweatshirt that you can purchase. The sweatshirts are $30. We have have tank tops we have a they're, they're $18 um, Desmond actually purchased one of our tank tops and he wears them from time to time so shout out to uh, Desmond Dagenhart for sporting the uh, pizza baby merch and we also have for $17 a pizza baby baby onesie you can buy a pizza baby onesie for your pizza baby which is awesome so we have these they're available for purchase at storefrontier.com slash product slash pizza baby I will be posting a link to the Boochcast Facebook page. So make sure you guys check that out. Get it out there. It's from Adult Swim's Daytime Fighting League. Um, they gave me the, the I, I legally had permission to make these t-shirts and products and everything. So you can get them on storefrontier.com. All the shipping is done through them. So they're the ones that handle the shipping and the merchandise and everything else. And they're nice enough to help me take care of that. So shout out to storefrontier.com. Okay, now that I finished my shameless plug, <laughs> the se- the thing I hated the most about this promo, I hated Luigi. <sighs> I wanted to bitch slap this fucking jokester motherfucker. You know why? You wanna know why? Um, wanna know um, why? um, cause he's a disgrace to, say, to my um, fucking people. <laughs> oh, before you, it looks so bad, huh? This tells me I rather look like look like a leprechaun than that person right there. So you, so you rather look like Hornswoggle is what you're trying to tell me here? God damn. Goddamn right, I would love it. I'm just saying, that's your Irish representation outside of Fit Finley and Seamus. Is the closest thing to a leprechaun, that's like Hornswoggle coming out of the fucking thing, okay? Be more entertaining than that guy tossing a pizza up. Be better if it was pineapple on pizza. Fucking, I've never, I have never, (laughs) I've never been so embarrassed to be an Italian in my goddamn life (laughs) than when fucking (laughs) Luigi Primo. I keep on seeing Tossa Pizza back there in the back, like Tossa. I was like, what is not happening right now? Tossing it up, spinning the pizza. It's fucking, <laughs> oh my God. He spins the pizza. It's like, he's spinning, and he's spinning the pizza on his finger. It's like a basketball. If only I could have played <laughs> in the <laughs> NBA. <laughs> fucking. That looks like Randy Ducci is not really happy. No. Although, no, he said that it's a New York style pizza. I fucking love that. In the middle of Philadelphia. Oh my God, that was fucking. Oh, that was that was mega heat. Because Philadelphia is famous is not famous for pizza. What they're famous for? Cheese steaks. Geno's hey, is I, where you go, by hey, the way. Well, I had I, I'm not in uh, the here in the wonderful Atlanta region. There's only two. Number one would have to be American Deli, and number two would be Wild Wing Cafe. And think about those right now, making my stomach turn, making my mouth water. Oh well, for me, the main place uh, here, I used to go to Charlie's for cheesesteaks, but they they stopped serving them for whatever reason. Um, but the main place I used to go to a lot for cheesesteaks is Lenny's. 
And I used to go there because they were in the, when I worked at Lowe's, they were in the shopping center. So sometimes if I had to work a a shift where my lunch break was during rush hour traffic, I could just go in there and get something to eat, you know, rather than drive to like McDonald's or Wendy's and risk being late coming back from lunch. So I would just go to Lenny's, grab my food, sit in the car and eat. But their cheesesteaks were great. Jersey Mike's, they have the, they have awesome cheesesteaks. So, but that's if you're in Georgia, but if you're in Philadelphia, Geno's, you go to Geno's. If you go to Pat's, you're dead to me. Go to Geno's. Vinny. What? If you ever go to Philadelphia, can you please take me to Geno's? Absolutely. I will take you to Geno's. If we, I, I know we talked about, you know, maybe going for WrestleMania 40. I don't know. But if you do ever go to Philly with me, whether it's WrestleMania or otherwise, I will take you to Geno's. That is, that's a rite of passage. I, I would be a, I, I, my family would disown me if I didn't. Like that is a policy. If, if we go to, if we go to Philadelphia, anytime me and the family, we go to Philadelphia, we, it is a family tradition that we go to Geno's. In fact, if we're staying there for three days, we're going to Geno's at least once all three days, whether it's in the morning, the afternoon, the uh, evening, yeah. doesn't matter. At least once a day, we would go to Geno's as a family. We have okay, to, because, and the reason we go once a day is because we want to have as much Geno's cheesesteaks as possible because we don't know when we're coming back because the last time I went to Philadelphia was 2014. And I may or may not be going to Philly next month for because my I'll give a shout out to my cousin Christina getting married in November. So we might be going to her wedding. And, and on the side note, can I say something? Sure. Have you ever go to the, uh, go to Philly? I, people say, why do you want to go to Philly? I was like, oh, I want to go see the Liberty Bell. That's yeah. One reason why I would go. I want to go. If, you, if I don't go with you, just please take me to Liberty, Liberty Here, Bell. Let me. Here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. If you and I go to Philadelphia. And Buff is not with us. You, we will go to the Liberty Bell. Sure. But I'm saying, if Buff's with us and we're there for work-related stuff, yeah, you ain't, yeah, you ain't doing any sightseeing. It's like a, it was okay. I'm just saying, you're not going to be doing any sightseeing. It's where it's work and we're good. So, but if but if it's just you and me in Philly, yeah, we'll go see the Liberty Bell. And I'll behave too. I promise. I was, I was like, I was like, if I could go to Philly because see Vinny's Italian side of his family, there's one thing I get to do is like, what? Eat good food. Yes. And keep <laughs> all your and keep, why I get, and keep all your Italian co- comments no, to your fucking self. Because if they snap, I cannot full, protect you. No, if I'm an Irish guy for a full room of Italians, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. I promise you that. You hear that, folks? As an Irish guy, I'm not gonna make any Italian jokes at all. I yeah. promise. I'm not. Because my because because my family won't have it, and if you say it on the streets, God help you. <laughs> God have mercy on your soul. Hey, because they attack in groups, man. As long as they don't say anything to me. I'm just saying, I can I can try to talk them down. If I fail, I cannot protect you. Fair enough, fair enough. Fair so you enough. gotta if you ever go to Philadelphia. I'll behave myself. I promise. Behave. All right. So you never know. I could oh yeah. hook up with it. a beautiful Italian girl. Hey, as long as she, hey, as long as she doesn't share my last name, how about it? Hey. All right, so anyway. <laughs> oh, wait. Actually, you know what? Let me rephrase that. If they also have the at, the last name, Aya Canelli, hands off. Anyway. Um, <sighs> See? God damn. I have two other cousins with that. Names. No, I have two other cousins who have that last name, and I don't want you trying to hook up with them on a technicality. If I had a Hey. Yeah, I would probably protect my cousins, one of my cousins from you too. You you did, which is why I'm putting this rule up. It's like I couldn't oh, bang. Hey, if I can't bang your cousin, you can't bang mine. Oh, that's what if she tries? What if she tries? Yes. 
if she initiates it, mm-hmm. then okay. Then it's her funeral. Okay. If she initiates well, it, it's her funeral. It's her funeral at that point. Okay. <laughs> it's her funeral at that point. I'm saying it's her funeral. We're going off a complete topic right now. I'm just saying, okay. my, my dad, I'm just saying, I don't know how that's going to look. Because, I mean, I'm just saying, my dad my dad went to the Irish side, but he, he got a reprieve because two boys were born from it. Although, although it's not, although it hasn't been looking good lately because my grandpa keeps asking my dad if Sonny and I are ever getting married. And dad pretty much told him, he said, look, he said, he, he, he pretty much told him recently, he goes, dad, I don't think you're going to live through your, I don't think you're going to make it for that. <laughs> he said, you're probably going to pass on before, before either of them get married. And he didn't say that in a bad way. Cause he knows, no, he knows my stance I on marriage. We that. talked about it before, but yeah, I know we're getting way off topic, but fuck it. We don't do variety shows often. So shit like this is going to pop up. But anyway, hey, can I, can I say one thing though? Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's, uh, if, uh, let's just say that you or Sonny, your brother, have kids. I'll tell you right now, your dad would be a good grandpa, but I think your mom would be a hell of a grandma. My mother would kick ass at being a grandma. My mom, she, my would, mom would she, she would kill it. Um, If she didn't kill me first... <laughs> She would kill it. Like she's already an amazing mom. As a grandma, that's yeah, like an she... upgrade. Like if someone's yeah. a good if someone's a good parent, they're gonna be an even better grandparent. And I say this once and we'll go on to the first match of the night. I find your mother charming as hell. Oh, everybody does. She's and let me tell you something, folks. Every time she she's she's like she's always welcoming, very like good hospitality girl. Yes. As far as I know, I'm always welcome over at that house of yours. And I say this once, that's like a second home to me. Yeah, absolutely. That couch of yours is that couch of yours is really comfortable. Yeah. It's hard to get off that fucking thing. Hey, dude, I <laughs> dude, I passed out. Hey, dude, I after I cut the grass, I had to pass out on that couch because I could not get any sleep. I mean, I could not I could not physically move my body. You know, I was on the phone with you. I had to like finally get up out of that chair. I slept on the couch. I did not have the energy to walk up the stairs. Even the next morning, I barely made it up the stairs. My whole body hurt. <laughs> but Again, I know we're getting off topic. Sorry, we don't get. I don't give a fuck. It's my show. Anyway, um, but yeah. So overall, Daniel Garcia crushes it. I'll say that right, he does. Um, Jericho did well. Danielson did well. This is a great promo by everyone involved. I just wanted to punch Luigi Primo in his fucking stash. I want to smack that pedo stash on his face, huh? Like literally, put it. Hey, you know what would be better? What? It was tossed my pizza with pineapple on it. Anyways, <laughs> hey, oh, so if any of those pizza had pineapple on it, we would not be recapping this show. I just shut the TV off. There, you'd be doing the recap by yourself, so I wouldn't have watched shit after that. But anyway, we're getting off of that. But anyway, we're moving nope. on to the first official match of the evening. We have Brian Danielson versus Matt Menard. I thought this was a great opening match because I always see Daniel Bryanson, but I've never seen Matt Menard actually in ring. He was always standing in the back cutting, uh, cutting promos, and he's really good at cutting promos. But this way, he impressed the living shit out of me. There's no why for a guy his size. He didn't do the spot monkey bullshit. He was a rough tumble about That was vicious. It was mean. Daniel got moved in. Matt got moved in and everything else. And lo and behold, there was uh, uh, his uh, buddy, Matt Menard's buddy, tried to uh, just but it didn't work and all of a sudden uh Danny Bryan 
hit that high knee, put my bow up, and uh, within within not even three seconds, uh, Matt Menard tapped out. I thought this was a fantastic match. It really, really was. And, and I thought Matt Menard put up a good fight. Uh, that's the first time I've ever seen he press shit at me. Absolutely. And this was a very good match. I like the fact that the uh, the back and forth action was great. Um, Menard showed that he knows how to work. Uh, he's It's a hell of a lot better than the 2.0 uh, shit they were doing before or even the WWE spot monkey crap they used to do. They've come a long way. I think Jericho's teaching them properly. And Danielson's always great in the ring, so it was it was nice to see. And he hit the running knee and went with the LaBelle lock tap out, which was perfect. It was everything that it needed to be to set the tone for the opening night. And obviously advertise the fact that next week on Dynamite, we're gonna see uh you know, we're going to see Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia versus Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara, the Les Sex Gods, as they like to call themselves. So we are getting that match next week. And and on that note, we cut to a video package recapping John Moxley's title win. He is now a, the first ever three-time AEW World Champion, and he hypes up his match with Juice Robinson, which is set to take place later in the night. And then another video package recaps MJF's confrontation with Wheeler useless all right the first the uh, first thing i'm going to talk about is the video package with uh uh john moxley title one i mean i prefer danny bryanson but it makes sense with john moxley because with uh i'm going a little off somebody who wasn't involved with uh mgf because he does have that uh cash and kind of like money in the bank in the wwe because for several months mgf has always had a problem with uh mox not daniel so that video was uh, was good right there. But with uh, Wheeler Yuta doing that promo that he came out to before Maxwell came out, that Vinny, I'm not sure you call him useless. He wasn't useless there, now was he? Um, well, we, that's when we get to the promo. Uh, but I will say, Moxley and Robinson, I'm not the least bit excited for this match. I, I feel like this is a waste of time. Juice Robinson is such a spot monkey and is literally nobody important. And MJF's Wheeler Yuta thing was just meant to set up the promo segment, so I'll just jump into that. Uh, Yuta comes to the ring and says he has a serious problem with MJF. He says he has been hit harder by better men. He says his problem is that MJF puts his hands on Tony Schiavone, someone who has done more for AEW than MJF ever will. Yuta says he wants to fight MJF in his hometown of Philadelphia. He knows that MJF likes to hide and says, that MJF can't hang with him in the ring. Yuta makes it clear that he wants to give MJF the ass kicking he deserves. MJF comes out wearing a Mets jersey and says, and he says, people live in Philly if they can't afford to live in New York. He turns attention to Shivani and calls him fat. MJF gives Yuta credit saying he's not a coward. He notes that he has wrestled Yuta all over America and says he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. MJF says Yuta made a mistake when he tried to go toe-to-toe with Daddy on the microphone, so Daddy had to spank him. MJF calls himself the biggest draw in the company and says Yuta has as much charisma as Joe Frazier has today. And for those of you who don't know, Joe Frazier is dead. MJF says the Phillies are dead in the water and they'll never win a World Series again. He says he doesn't have to care what he does because he's a multi-millionaire. Yuta cuts him off and says he doesn't care. He just wants to leave MJF in a pool of blood on Wall Street. MJF says he doesn't do brawls, but he does wrestle. He says he'll see Yuta in the ring next week, but for now, he's going to go to the skybox and watch Moxley's match. He teases cashing his in his chip on the champion. I thought this promo right here from Will Yuta, what you like, I really use, was awesome. Basically, I'm sick of this crap. Come on, Maxwell. 
Let me challenge you. And the one thing that I did not like, I did not like the Mets jersey. Fuck you, Maxwell. Fuck, no, no, uh-uh. It's the Red Sox and Yankees with you, but with me, it's those fucking Mets. And so strange ass reasons are good this year. But Vinny, as long as you lived in Atlanta, <clears throat> excuse me, the Mets are the greatest rival. Is it, are they not? I'd like to think so. No, dude, let me tell you something right now. I'm, we're going to go off a little side tape right here. Back in the 90s, my mom had a pretty decent job where we had uh, really good, like, third-row seats away from left field at the Braves Stadium, old stadium. And this was the time when the Brett's Braves and the Mets were at each other, courtesy of one pitcher who pissed off every Met fan, John Rocker. Tank. Oh, no, I, I remember that. John Rocker. But uh, you also, there's one player who was hated in Atlanta. You know who that was? He was a Met. It was um, Mike Piazza. Oh yeah, I know Mike. I know Mike Piazza. Oh, dude, let me tell you something. In Atlanta, he hated. Oh, but here's a funny thing. I'm about to tell tell a funny story. This is right at the playoffs between the Mets and the Braves, and Piazza came up the bat, and this is when the stadium was packed, like at WrestleMania, the one that you and I went to. The whole stadium was Piazza sucks. Piazza sucks. Piazza sucks. And guess what he does? What's that? It's a Grand Slam home run. Who, Piazza? Yep. Yeah. Well, he had to shut him up somehow. <laughs> he was rolling. He was just walking around. And as much as everybody everybody hated him when he was walking around the bases, he didn't do anything. If I was him, I'd be like, fuck you. I was like, oh, God. But I think he was trying. I think he wanted to say fuck you, but he was trying to avoid any unsportsmanlike calls or something like that. I think that... Piazza was, but I think I'm pretty sure if Piazza had an opportunity, or if he could legally do it, I, he would have probably given the middle finger while running the bases. And you know, hey, here's a kicker. What? Here's a kicker. My mom and dad was right there with me. I was in the middle. I guess he was. My mom was saying it. Both my parents were. All three of us were like Piazza sucks. And I was like what twelve. Yeah. Well, at least you were saying <laughs> sucks. They didn't make you say any other words. But, no, um, no, no. I've, no, my parents, if they would say something else, not at a baseball game. That's not wrestling, but no, not at a baseball game. I'll never forget that. Because I was like, was well, that a funny moment? I was like, it was a fun moment with my family, but it also sucked because they're like, oh, shit, you not. Oh, yeah. I'm not lying, guys. It, it, the whole stadium was pitching, was raining hell about Piazza sucks. Everybody cut next pitcher who comes up, next batter up the bat. There's these two guys behind me. He says, Bye, Piazza sucks. I just looked over at him. I was like, I kept on chuckling. See, that's when baseball was fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, and my biggest memory with Mike Piazza was um, was uh, when him when he went at it with uh, Roger Clemens. That was my memory because, you know, in, in, in the 2000 World Series, when it which we, which for those of you who don't know, it was called the Subway Series because it was the Yankees versus the Mets. It was New York versus New York in the World Series. I remember that in the Yankees won. And during, uh, of course. damn right we did. And earlier in the season, uh, during a regular uh, season game, uh, Roger Clemens accidentally, he claims it was accidental, uh, hit Mike Piazza in the head with a fastball. And Piazza suffered a concussion and had to miss the All-Star game that year. 
and Clemens was widely criticized by Mets fans for the incident. They were they were saying he did that on purpose. Fuck you, Roger. And Roger was one of my favorite players. But Clemens maintained that the pitch was not intentional. He didn't mean to hit him in the head. And they would go. But then during the first inning of Game Two of the World Series, Clemens threw a pitch that broke Piazza's bat as he fouled it off, and it sent the sending the barrel and a sharp edge of the broken bat directly at Clemens on the mound. Just as he finished his delivery, Clemens caught the barrel, thinking it was the ball coming at him. And when he realized it wasn't the ball, he threw it across the first base line towards the Yankees dugout and just past Piazza, who was who was delivery. Clemens caught the barrel initially, thinking you know he threw it down the first base. So and. Who he basically he was running down the first was Piazza. He gave a long stare at Clemens and slowly started walking towards him to confront him. And Clemens asked the umpire for a new ball as if nothing had happened. And Clemens can be seen yelling, I thought it was the ball, and asking the umpire for a new one. You can clearly hear him mouthing those words. And then they, they oh, didn't and, throw um, any punches, but they were they were talking shit. And um we'll go back we'll go on to the next match after this. And when I went to that military school my last year, uh there was a guy who I'm at school with that's like like, Where are you from? I'm like, Georgia, please tell me not a Braves fan. I was like, Yeah, he was like, Fuck you, go mess. I was like, I looked at him and we and I like he and I like looked at him hard. I was like, Okay. I was like, John Marcus racist, like, Oh, you're just pissed off that John Marcus struck you fuckers out. Oh yeah. But he got bad. I got like and I looked at him because at one time I saw him wearing a Piazza fucking jersey. I looked at him like Piazza fucking sucks. And yeah, I had a if I had my Chipper Jones jersey at the time, I was like, I was like, okay, I was like, what talking shit? I'll never forget that. Oh yeah. Jenny. <laughs> Um, the whole stadium was mentioned. Piazza sucks, and a cocksucker hit a fucking home run. Yeah, Oops. like I said, the, <laughs> I was surprised that Piazza and Clemens didn't come to blows, but they were like, but they looked like they were gonna, they looked like they were gonna fucking throw, but they didn't. They just yelled, talked some shit, and then it was over. So you have to admit though, when you see a fight in baseball or football, it's kind of entertaining. It is. And then you look at him like, there you guys go. You're about to owe a thousand thousand dollars in stupid penalty fines. Yeah. You don't have that in wrestling. Anyways, moving <laughs> on. Yeah. But here's the thing you gotta understand about athletes. This is the thing about athletics that people have not been able to comprehend. These are alpha males that you're dealing with in sports. In order to be as good as they are, there is alpha male testosterone, I am a swinging dick motherfucker mentality that you need to have. And sometimes those egos get out of control when people want to start shit. You see it in every sport. Like, they're like, you want to go, motherfucker? Sometimes they, they're able to just, you know, bow up to each other and get dare somebody to make the first move. Sometimes they can just throw hands. You know, that's why, like, you, it, they're, they're unstable fucking maniacs in, in, in sports. It's because that's what athletes are. They are fucking alpha male gladiators. And if you piss them off, as MJF said, daddy might have to spank you. And I will say this. Um, the Mets jersey, I didn't even pay attention to that. But that I will was, say. That was, yep. You made your that point, Zach. Be, you made your point oh. with the Mets jersey. Can I, I need to make my point now so we can move on. Um, Throwing that jersey. I get it. All right. I thought Wheeler Yuta, and you notice I'm calling him Yuta, not useless. Because in this promo, he wasn't useless. He cut, he did, he cut the promo he needed to fucking cut. Because this guy went through the spanking machine last week. So he had to come out here. And he had some good shots. I think his delivery was a little off because he has a high voice. And it was getting a little squeaky. But <sighs> his delivery was on point and everything looked fucking amazing. MJF came out. He did a pretty good job, but I think MJF, I felt he was phoning it in, 
But then again, he was saying things like, I don't have to because I'm a multi-millionaire. So I think he was, fo- I think they toned him down to build Yuta up. Like yeah, I can see that. I feel like they did that to have let Wheeler Yuta have a moment. So MJF basically went out there and decided to be tame because he was very, very tame in this fight, in this promo battle. Like this was an MJF. He wasn't this. This is like he wasn't hitting grand slams on this night. He bunted. He did a sacrifice bunt. Mm-hmm. Kind of looked like he struck out by, by John Rocker, but that's just me. <sighs> yeah. Although, yes, but for once, Wheeler Yuta wasn't useless. Although, if he was any more useless, he'd be John Rocker's sense of racial tolerance. Now, in a promo, Jay Lethal. (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. One second. I'll say this once, I'll say it again. Hank Aaron is better than the Bay. And I'll say this again. That is blasphemous bullshit. Mm, is that all you have to say? Yes. I thought you if any Bucci the Bucci. I thought you, thought you had something more to say than that. Okay. How about this? Mm. On Hank Aaron's best day, mm-hmm. he couldn't shine Babe Ruth's bat. He's Bruce's not fit to yeah. carry his bag into the dugout. Hey, at least Hank Aaron can run around the bases without catching his breath. Babe Ruth didn't have to run. He always hit. Hank had to run because not every hit he gave was a homer. Every hit the Babe did saying, was a homer. I'm not saying, folks, that Hank Aaron's a better baseball player than Babe Ruth. I don't think there'll ever be a better uh, baseball player than Babe Ruth. Not even Hank Aaron. At least Babe Ruth won a World Series. And I'm saying that logistically. Exactly. Here's the funny part. Mm. He's the reason the Yankees had their winning streak. Part of the reason the Yankees have 27 World Series is because of the Babe. If it, if the Babe hadn't been traded, Boston would have had got all those victories. Because when it, Babe it, was on their it, team, Boston was dominant. And they were dominant, and they traded them over a musical. And never, and that's why they had that Bambino curse up until 2004. Can I ask you something? What's that? How pissed were you? To say that I was pissed off is to say the Atlantic Ocean is damp. I didn't want to go to school the next day. I was forced to go to school the next day. I did not want to go. Hey, just imagine, hey, I did just not imagine want to go. if you went to school with me. Oh, I would have given you crap. Zach? <laughs> Zach? No, 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 no. Here's the, I'm going to be brutally. I'm going to be brutally. I don't know if you and I would have been friends if I knew you in high school. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yes, you guys have 27 World Series. But as far as I am concerned, the rest I still to this day have the greatest comeback in MFO history because they were three day, three games down. I'm aware. Run. I'm and aware. More, I'm aware. More, I don't need to. fucking throw. Yes, so, I know, uh, Zach. I'm aware. The point I'm trying to make is I don't know if you and I would have been friends when I was, if we were in high school. I don't think we were. I, That's the thing. That's how we are now. Like, like, you, the, the, I, I, I'm just saying. Like, you and I would have would butted heads. That's if we even spoke to each other. Like, That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm like, I'll be the type of person to flick you off. If I, like, I'm just up. saying. Like, I'm just saying. I We became friends at the right time in our lives. I don't know because with the way you were back then, the way I was back then, I don't know if we would have been friends in high school. Yeah, here's the fucking problem with you. You were a fucking jock. Yes. I was, and I was an outcast. So there was definitely no comparison whatsoever. Exactly. Ever. We wouldn't have, we wouldn't have been, so you wouldn't have said shit to me about it in high school because we probably wouldn't have even hung out. Like you and I would probably look at each other like, 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 you motherfucker. I, I'd, be looking at, I'd be looking at you like, I'd be even worse. Here's the thing. I would be looking at you kind of similar to how I do now. Like, dude, get your shit together. The only difference is, the only difference is, is that currently I actually give a shit if you keep your shit together. Back then I would have just said it and 
as like a throwaway line. Today, I actually care if you weren't having your shit together. Oh, by the way, at the end of the show, I have to tell you something what I did. Right. Anyways, let's move on. Let's, yeah, we're trying to move on. All right, so in a promo, Jay Lethal vows to outclass Darby Allen next week. Allen uh. says he needs to remind himself what he's capable of. Lethal says he knows he can beat Allen by himself, and he has Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh to let him do that. And Sanjay Dutt with a pencil on his ear was like, wait a minute, what are you talking about? You don't need to do this by himself. And Jay Lee felt like maybe in his mind, so it's like, no, you know what? To beat the hooded pig cushion, he has to do it by himself. Like, Jay Lee thought, you don't need to beat the hooded pig cushion by yourself. As long as I do the right thing, you could beat it by yourself. But I thought this promo was pointless. Excuse me. Here's the thing. The promo is pointless, and the match next week is pointless. Pointless. I I love Jay Lethal, but I cannot believe for the life of me this is how they're treating him. And he's going against people who are, well, beneath him. Well, except for Jungle Boy last week, that was... Uh, that was not he, Jungle Boy's not beneath him. Darby Allen is definitely. I mean, technically Jungle Boy is like he's coming. He's on the come up right now, but he is not on Jay Lethal's level. No, he's not because Jay Lethal. There's a lot. They're yeah. putting him in the ring with guys who aren't on his level. Darby Allen's not even on the level below him. Darby right, Allen is literally like, a waste like, of space. I've said it before and I'll say it again. He's useless, man. He is. And that coffin drop, may I? Uh, go ahead. It's dangerous. Just like what Kenny Omega does with that, dra- uh, that, that dragon suplex shit right there, dude. That's dangerous. No wonder his wife left him. I mean, I mean, I want to like the guy. I do. I like the gimmick. The gimmick. I like the gimmick. Because he's got kind of kinda like a goth skateboarder type. And wow. I hang out with skaters. And I hung out with goth people. I like all of them. I like the music. I like the, the way they live their life. But this right here, get- like, dude, one, eat some burgers. Two, stop doing what you're doing. You want a harder beat, motherfucker? Yeah, he's going to get himself killed. Anyway. Exactly. Okay. I don't want them to do that. All right. So on that note, we're moving on to the next match of the evening, a AEW World Championship Eliminator match. And someone's going to have to explain to me what the point this is even a, that that match is even about. Uh, just call it a number one contenders match. Can, can we just do that? Just just call it that. We don't need to call it an Eliminator. This is fucking retarded. But we got John Moxley one-on-one against Juice Robinson. I have to disagree with you 100%. Here's the reason why. I didn't know Juice Robinson, but after the promo, he basically said that John Moxley don't look like each other. Maybe it was in real life or in real life, a.k.a. something else. I'm not say what it is. But Juice Robinson actually impressed me. I liked the hell out of this match. It was rough and fucking tumbled on me. It was back and fucking forth. Thankfully, it was 10, and Moxley got moves in. Of course, no Moxley had to bleed, which... I'm okay with. But this right here, man, I'm going to Juice Robinson, and I didn't really see any of the spot monkey stuff. He he was rough and tumble. I'm doing a little shit out of this. I mean, maybe I don't know why he got this part, this car part, but I enjoyed the shit out of it. It wasn't a shit. I find it highly entertaining. I have to disagree with you. You can disagree with me. That's fine. <laughs> Nobody, You're not expected to have the same opinions as me. I'm just saying, I Juice Robinson, I don't see value in him. He's basically in a match where if he beats Moxley, he gets a shot at the title. Well, you already know that he was not going to win anyways. It, still, the fact that they would even consider him a contender for the title was ridiculous. This guy is literally, I just he's one of those New Japan guys that does the spot shit. I'm surprised it wasn't in this match, but it wasn't. I'm not, like I said, I'm not a fan of Juice Robinson. I'm like, why the fuck is he even here? And 
And the but anyway, the match happened. It was brutal. Moxley won. And then Hangman Page comes out to confront Moxley and gets in his face. He gets ready to throw down, but MJF from the Skyboss cuts them off and says they're fighting to lose to him and teases cashing in his chip after their match. Yuta sneaks up on MJF and attacks him. He beats up MJF in the Skybox, and Yuta fights the security detail as they struggle to restrain him. Loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. I mean, a lot of people don't get uh, their uh, best on Maxwell. They, they don't, and you know that, Vinny, just as well as I do. But this right here was fucking fantastic. As soon as he popped up, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. And you see, as you see, like, MGF, like, freeze. He's like, he goes, oh, shit, this turns around. And Maxwell just beats the shit out of him. I was like, that promo that Maxwell, uh, that Euler uh, did. And now this right here, I was like, this is a personal routine to two. And, like, Matt, uh, you really used Yuda is like, like, come on, motherfucker, see what you got. You think I'm a joke? I'll take you on right now. That right there was a fucking statement. I thought this right here was fantastic. The match itself, I love this right here. This promo, I love. And if you noticed, I'll say it right now. Since I'm not gonna say their names, since three people have left AW, it's gotten better. Yes. That's all I have to say. It's much better. It's incredibly entertaining. It's more organized. It it's it doesn't oh have God, it, so it doesn't have it doesn't have it doesn't have the stink of the the three people and 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 you don't after you get done watching it's like hey hey this was a great couple several weeks ago it's like this is fucking garbage yeah and then um but yeah so then of course we know Hangman Page is facing John Moxley at some point for the title because he won that battle royal thing and of course um. Uh, here's the thing that uh, that's bothering me. Hangman Page is supposed to be all about cowboy shit. Mm-hmm. What's with the fucking flowers on his jeans? <laughs> that ain't know. cowboy shit. I... He's walking to the ring with a pink shirt and flowers on his jeans. Uh, Hangman, I hate to break it to you, but that's not cowboy shit. That's Brokeback Mountain shit. <laughs> hey, Benny. What? Just imagine if he went went into good old days when it was crowded here in town, where I'm from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good old days. I'll say this right now. Let's calm down. But if he did that right there, I was like, hey, good, you're about to get your Good old days kicked. has good old boys. Let's not do that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know about that. I was, I was like, dude, I don't know you. <laughs> hey, we don't take kindly to your tie around here. It wouldn't be like that. He'll just be like, look, that maybe somebody would talk to him, but I highly doubt it. I was like, I was like, and I'll be like, dude, um, go change your clothes. But knowing Hangman out of page, he wouldn't do that. Yeah. I think it was just part of his gimmick. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was, but it was stupid. That was ridiculous to wear. Uh, you, you're walking to the ring like a badass, and you got flowers on your jeans. It's like motherfucker, you ain't scaring you're nobody. A pink shirt. No, you're not scaring out. anybody with that outfit. Like, dude, you can't walk to the ring like an alpha male when you have a beta wardrobe on. <laughs> Doesn't work. Next, we have a video package that hypes up the Ring of Honor World Title match between Chris Jericho and Bandito. I give Jericho props for trying to get us to give a shit about bandito but i i I don't do you i don't um no that's all i have to say i'm not gonna i'm not gonna spoil anything i just that's all i have to say like no i was like i "I don't know who you are but okay (laughs) all right and then we cut to the moment a lot of people have been waiting for the in-ring segment with soraya better known as Paige, comes to the ring and says she has chills. She says she's back and it feels fantastic to be back in the ring. She says she's damaged, but she's not broken. She vows to create change in this division because she is the revolution. 
She admits that she's nervous, but says AEW is her house and says she'll leave the ring when she's ready. She calls the women's division to the stage, and she's answered by Tony Storm, Willow Nightingale, Sky Blue, and Madison Rain. Soraya hypes up Storm and calls her the best fighting champion AEW has seen. So she's honored to be in the ring with Tony Storm after she was wronged in her previous company. Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, Penelope Ford, and Rebel interrupt. Baker says that AEW has seen plenty of new toys come and go. She says she's the face of the division as she puts her blood, sweat, and tears in her division. Baker knows that she put her neck on the line. Unlike Soraya, hers is strong enough to handle it. Baker notes that people don't even know how to say Soraya's name. Soraya says Baker's name rhymes with shit. Baker says she respects Soraya, but she says she's the victim of a conspiracy. Baker hypes up Serena D while fans chant for Jamie Hayter. Baker says Hayter will get her shot after Deeb. All right, uh, Vinny, remember you had to step away from this, right? Yes, uh, that's, yeah, I, I, here's the thing. I had to, I, I had to step away from this because Desmond decided to call me because he had a bunch of theories about the White Rabbit QR stuff from WWE, so I was kind of sitting through that, so... I, I only know a little bit about this promo, and some of it was a little wonky in the beginning, and all I saw was the beginning. So, uh, Zach, you're going to be the judge this week on how good this or, or bad this promo was. So, take it away. It wasn't bad at all. Um, Soraya, a.k.a. Paige, hopefully I'm saying her name right, and AW, came out there and basically said, guess who's back? It's just like this and that. The promo was beautiful as she um, going out, Tony Storm, you're wonderful. I love you to death. That Brett Breaker came out there and says, like, yeah, he wasn't giving him this and yet. It basically cuts out Athena for breaking her nose. And what I noticed tonight was how when they say shit, it was bleeped out. Did you know the thought? Yeah. They never did that <laughs> before. Like, Why is this happening now? I don't know. I was like, wait a minute here. I was like, you guys used to cuss before. I was like, Why are you bleeping it out now? Okay, well, maybe we can talk about it an, uh, another time because it's been going on for a while and we've been going off subject here. But this right here, Vinny, you you missed something, but it wasn't spectacular. But Paige put up a good promo. This right here was great. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Like the hill, the women, uh, the women hill division came out there, and the female face division was right there about to go at it and everything else. And uh, like I said, it was good. It was really, really good. You know, Mike, you didn't miss anything bullshit, but it was a good. wasn't, like, worth missing, but it was good. That's all I have to say. I enjoyed the hell out of it. That's the name It really did. Paige's look like she looks fantastic. Does she still look good? Yes. She, from what, yeah, she, she, she always looked good. That was never the issue. The, the question is, the problem is, does she still... Have the ability to wrestle. Not that she still got it. I mean, that's obviously one question, but the big question is is she medically cleared to wrestle? Because if she is. I've got I've got a question, and that is why would WWE let her go? Number one. Number two, if she is not medically cleared to wrestle, if she cannot step foot inside the ring and wrestle a match, what the fuck is she doing here? Because if she can't wrestle, she's a waste of space. Yeah, she's a waste of space. Look, and I get it. She's a name, but we need the women's division needs big names who can still go. They do. They don't need they don't need female managers or female valets for the women's division. 
Now, if you want a valet for the men, fine. But they need some. They need women who can still physically go in the ring, who are going to make this division mean something. Because Britt Baker keeps calling herself the face of the division. Well, right now, Britt Baker is the face of a division that is shit. No, the face of the women's division is Tony Storm because she has a title. Yes. Well, it's not just the fact she has the title. It's the fact that she's that damn good and light years better than Britt Baker. Now, I'm not saying Britt Baker isn't good because she is. But the point is, she got stale. That's her problem. Very stale. She was champ for so long, the reign got stale, and now she's of no interest to anybody. In fact, what she needs to be doing is chasing the TBS title. That's what I like to see Britt Baker do. Mm, yeah. Britt you know. Baker goes against, against the evil Jake Carhill. Yeah. Have, you know, maybe Britt could be the one that finally ends the streak. And that could be something new for Britt Baker to go for because no one wants to see her with the women's title right now because she held it for way too damn long. And so Tony Storm, on the other hand, is amazing. But Soraya is the biggest name in the women's division right now. If she's medically clear and she can go in the ring, she will be the top female star because everyone wants to see what she'll do next. And... That's what, and that's what AEW needs to focus on right now is getting big, credible names in the female division. That's who they need to be looking at. Their men's division is fine. Their tag division is decent, but their biggest weakness right now is their women's division. Still, they need to get more credible stars in and get these women who are fucking useless out. Kenny's Geisha girls need to fucking go. The women who botch every week need to fucking go. The ones who are just not cutting it have to get the fuck out. But in order to get them the fuck out, you got to bring other ones in to replace them. Whoever's a female that has a big name, if there's a big name out there in the women's division that WWE hasn't signed yet, that knows how to work and possesses psychology and effective storytelling, you need to be signing them and you need to be signing them now. Get them in your division and get those other women out the fucking door. Because there's a lot of them who got to go. Got to go. But I can tell you two women who definitely don't have to go, and they're the ones that compete in this next match, which is now a Lumberjill match for the AEW Interim Women's World Championship. <laughs> what did I say? Did you say Lumber Joe? Well, yeah, that's what they that's what they usually call it when there's women, right? It's all but women. It says on wrestling, but it says on uh, wrestling zone. It says um, Lumberjack. Yeah, they call it Lumberjack, but I know in WWE they called it Lumberjill because <laughs> that's what it was. Because Jack is a boy's name, so I'm calling it a Lumberjill match. Because it's all women. So. so that could be the alcohol talk. Thank you. So right, go I'm going to say it again. In a Lumberjill match for the AEW Interim Women's Championship, Tony Storm defends the title against Serena Deeb. This right here was actually great because the, lumber, the good Lumberjacks, the Tony Storm had her back and uh, Serena Deeb had Bert Baker with her back and it was physical back and forth. These two ladies beat the living shit out of each other. Did they not? These ladies? Was, oh god, it was so fucking good. These are two of the best female wrestlers on the planet and definitely two of the best in AEW. Yeah, I mean I was like, like this is, you know this kind of remind me of thinking of now? What? Lita versus um, Chris Status. Maybe. 
I don't know if I go that far, but Maybe these the, are the physicality of it. Yeah, the physicality. Yes, D- these okay. two women tore it down, and I'm gonna say this right now: the only part of this match where I was a little uneasy was the finish. A, what do you mean? The avalanche pile driver off the top off the top rope. Obviously, uh, obviously, everyone was safe. Okay. But yeah. fuck me, that could have gone that that it, it could have gone sideways. Thank God it didn't, because it doesn't look like Serena broke anything. But it's hard to tell because she's laying there. Mo- she's laying there, but she's able to like try to move to her side a little bit, and she kind of rolled onto her stomach, and they were able to help her out of the ring. So it looked like she's okay. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, after a move like that, I don't give a fuck what nobody says. That's scary. It's scary. So I don't want them laying there in the ring. Yeah, I saw that too. That they need to kind of roll. I need to see them rolling a little bit and Shit. somebody helping them get out of the ring and at least see them getting up and moving so we at least know, okay, nothing was broken. And thank God I haven't seen anything about her being seriously injured. But okay. that is a very that was a that was a risky That's move. Safe. That there's a saying on the fish cast. That's it. Say it. That's not safe. Yeah. I mean, thank God everyone's okay, so I'm not going to harp on anybody, but I would highly recommend Tony Storm not do that move again. I think that's way too risky of a move, especially when, like I said before, you don't have a lot of talented women, and you could put one of the most talented in-ring female performers on the shelf. And that's not a risk you want to take when you have a women's division with a lot of shitty women in it. Very true, sir. So that was was scary. That was very scary. I saw that, I was like... Crap! I was I saw that. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, I was like, I didn't like that. But she did a pile drive from the top rope. I was like, scary as it is. If I was a professional wrestler, two things: one, I would not do a pile driver. Two, to be funny, I would not have long hair. Well, yeah, but um, but yeah. So, uh, thank God. I'm just glad everybody's okay. Great match. Yeah, Great match overall. Great match overall. One of the best of the night. Yeah, yeah. That was. Probably a very stellar match, but the finish was not that good, but also uh, scared the crap out of me. I was like, because I like Serena D. I do. She's a badass. Yes. And on that note, we cut to the backstage area with The Acclaimed, who are excited. They are now the new AEW Tag Team Champions. Billy Gunn says next week is National Scissoring Day. Oh, God. I do not think it means what you think it means. The Acclaimed (laughs) encourage everyone to bring their scissors Again, I don't think it means what you think it means. I'm just saying, no one's going to be walking around with scissors. Instead, you're going to see lots and lots of lesbians. So, they say they were they have an open contract for Rampage. Keith Lee interrupts and accuses Billy Gunn of costing the titles. Billy Gunn has two words for him, scissor me. I do not think it means what you think it means. Zach, your thoughts. (laughs) Um, Actually, um, Vinny, like, I got to go. Well, actually, I can do this. This right here was uh, pointless. I mean, like, what was the most funniest thing with this promo? But right at the end was the look of Tony Schiavone's face. Um, Did you realize that? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> he was looking like, like, what the fuck is going on? Such a strange ass reason. I don't know. That cracked me the fuck up like it is now. I'm sorry to squeal like that. I've been drinking, but at least I'm answerable. But this right here was fucking stupid as shit. But here's the good thing. It was funny as hell. Scissor me. I was like, dude, you're the tag team champions. Don't do scissor me. I know for a fact you guys are gay. Don't look like you guys are. Y yeah. <laughs> it's just, no. This is this is getting it. This is getting a little. Eh. Oh my god! But I was just sitting there. I was like, I was like, much as effective it is, it was like, it was a fucking hilarious. But the look at uh, Tony Giovanni's face was like, what the fuck am I doing here? But he had that like uh, that tur like a dead evil look. At I was just that was that was part I was laughing at. I was just looking at Tony's face. I was like, <laughs> yeah, it cracked me the fuck up. Yeah, so apparent. So on Rampage, they're having a match, and then apparently they're doing. Uh, so yes, yeah, so they're gonna have a National Scissoring Day celebration next Wednesday on Dynamite. And apparently, oh, for and we find out on Rampage, we find out who accepted the open contract for the acclaimed. Because Private Party argues with the Butcher and the Blade backstage. Andrade El Idiot reminds Cassidy and Quinn that he's their boss, and he walks away. Jose, the assistant, tells him to shape up or ship out. Matt Hardy says he feels connected to Private Party. He'll be waiting for them, and he promises they'll do it right this time. Um, Private Party and Matt Hardy hook up back again, maybe, because it looks like Private Party is happy with El, uh, El Dordo El Idiot. I don't know about this uh, about this skit right here. Did you enjoy it? Uh, no. I, no, I thought I it. I thought it was dumb, and I find out that it's going to be a triple threat match for the tag titles: the Acclaim versus Private Party versus Butcher and the Blade. Um, okay. I'm pretty sure. With here's the thing, though, it's on Rampage, which I don't even watch, but not, but not even that. They're doing a National Scissoring Day celebration. Do we really expect the Acclaimed? To lose these titles? No. No. They just won them. They ain't about to lose them. They sure as hell ain't losing them on fucking Rampage. And they have National Day next week. So, yeah, it was a waste of time. And Matt Hardy and Private Party and putting that back together. Is that really going to fucking do anything? No. What? What hey. is it? How is it going to elevate Private Party? And what the fuck is it going to do for Matt Hardy? Mm, I don't know. Give him something to do while his loser brother waits for his court date? That's pretty much what the fuck they're doing. They're goddamn ridiculous. All right. On that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. If we even want to call it that. We call it that. Ricky Starks versus Eli-ism. Uh, Vinny, guess what I did again. What? I timed it. All right. How long? 50 seconds. Gonna be a minute. You had to cut it off. I mean, it went on much as short as matches was there, guys. Uh, it went on long. Went on to a little too long. Ricky Stark should have, like, hit a spear and then basically hit his finisher at one, two, three. But you let this Eli is on guy who apparently ROH guys apparently got a couple moves in. Ricky Stark hits his spear, hits his finisher, one, two, three. As far as I'm concerned, this is, might be. Less than a minute. Dun 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 dun. The revolution is the length of a YouTube ad. Dun dun. Pretty much what the fuck. This, so much for the revolution being televised. Come to think of it, I thought of Jeopardy. Da <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I'm saying like I'm saying the revolution is televised. It only lasted 50 seconds. That's not much of a revolution. But anyway, Ricky Stars got the win. That's all that matters. And he and he Rochambeau'd him for the win. And then we cut to Jungle Boy, who discusses his win over Ray Phoenix and his frustration that Christian Cage alongside Luchasaurus ruined it. Um, when did Christian Cage return? I guess on Rampage when he fought Ray Phoenix. Okay, I guess we did. I didn't see that. I didn't that either because I don't watch I, Rampage, so didn't get didn't give a fuck. This was news to me. I didn't get a fuck either. So, um, okay, okay, I'm gonna make this short and sweet, but I'm gonna do a good what I can do. Dang, this was pointless. It was boring. I'm like, okay, I didn't know Christian Gage returned, and you're still not. You still on a road recovery, and now you got a like behind you. Somebody else is done, so now that's your dinosaur. So hopefully next week, what it looks like is going to be main event, which I guess I have to say after this, is that it's going to be um, Jungle Boy against the uh, source. Is Hopefully that's the main event. If it's the opening match, I'm going to test. Well, I don't know if they're... Are they having a match next week, him and Luchasaurus? No, or it could be at the next pay-per-view. Sorry, it could be the... I outdoor. mean... No, I'm just saying, I don't remember if that's the case. I mean, if they did, that's... If they did, then okay, but I don't recall them announcing no. that that was what was going to happen. Now, if it is, great, but I, the only way I would... Like I said, the only way I would have... um Luch, I would have Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy fight on Dynamite is if they're planning on... The Christian Cage Jungle Boy match taking place at Full Gear. I don't know how long Christian's expected to be out for, but I'm gonna tell you right now: if he's not, if, if he if he's not medically clear for Full Gear, you should have Jungle Boy face Luchasaurus at Full Fucking Gear. That should be a pay per view. Yeah, that should. But let's see what happens. Maybe I made a mistake there, man. And everybody else is. I don't know, but for it looks like like we might see next week. Well, I could be wrong. Luchasaurus against Jungle Boy, which I was like, eh, eh. Uh, see what happens. Um. It, but uh, on that note, we're going to move on to the main event of the evening for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Chris Jericho defends the title against Bandito. These were some strange accessories. This being the Dido guy, uh, I came up with the new names. I'm like, okay, I first was like, he says Bandito. I was like, Bandito. At first, I was like, Bandado. And I go, like, my favorite one, Bandido. But anyways, that's not the point right here. I thought this guy put up a really, really good fight. It was so cool and shit. Was it not? This was actually good. Uh, like, this yeah. guy impressed the shit out of me. i never seen him before. I was like, okay, let's see what you got. I was like, oh, holy shit. Just because you're wearing masks, you're wearing masks, is not doing the Rain of wannabe shit. I mean, yeah. I mean, he did do some Luchador-style stuff, but I think Jericho grounded him, which is what made the match great. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's like a... Um, Chris Jericho know how to work with him, but knew what he was doing because he also wrestled in Mexico. It's like I like, I got, I got you. But this was here was great. Chris got moves in, Nito got moves in. It was really, really good. Like I said, just a certain uh, three pieces shit musketeers left. Um, AEW's been better, but that's all I have to say. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it was it was overall great match, very entertaining. These guys definitely brought the fight. Um, you know, they had their moments in and out of the ring, and um, you know, and 
He had the 21 plex, which I thought was weird. There was an X knee, which was cool from Bandito. But in the end, uh, Jericho messed up, poked him in the eye, messed with the mask, put in the lion tamer. Bandito tapped out. And in the end, Jericho retained the title. But then he says he wants to desecrate the Ring of Honor legacy and beat all the company's great champions, including Brian Danielson. Jericho then says he wants to beat up the Ring of Honor commentators and even the Ring of Honor ring announcer after he hits Bobby Cruz with the Judas effect. That part I did not see. Damn it. As soon as I saw the match in, I think because I'm on YouTube TV and it's already recorded by the time I got home, I didn't see that part right there. So I was like, okay, 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 okay. Because what, what I like about Tony, there's one thing about Tony Khan that he's doing with Ring of Honor that I enjoy. Because this was the main event, he had the Ring of Honor, one of the Ring of Honor's league commentators commentate the event, and the ring announcer for Ring of Honor announcing the event. Like, they're bringing in the Ring of Honor people and kind of blending them in, I guess so fans can get used to them while they're trying to figure out what the fuck the future's going to hold for Ring of Honor. Also, it allows some of the Ring of Honor guys to get a payday while they're sitting at home wondering what the fuck is going to happen with their careers. I mean, I'm sure they're taking indie bookings that they can get them, but right now they're trying to figure out what future do we have because we don't know what's going to happen with this company. Um, But ultimately, Jericho wants to take on all the former Ring of Honor world champions. And that, to me, is intriguing. Because a while back, we talked about the Ring of Honor world champions of the past. People like Brian Danielson, for example. You know, and then there's, you know, like maybe they'll bring in some of the other Ring of Honor champions for good measure. Like, Yuri took out Bandito. He beat Claudio Castanoli. You can't face Jonathan Ooh. Gresham because he already walked out. But they could bring in, like, it could be Jericho versus Jay Lethal. Ooh. We could see... Ooh. Or uh, Chris Jericho and Jungle Boy. Yeah. No, Jungle Boy Jungle Boy never won the Ring of Honor title. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Or, um... There's Roosh. He's a former champ. Um, Christopher Daniels. They could have a match. Uh, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, when they get medically cleared, they could step in. If Ring of Honor does a pay-per-view, they could bring in Jay Briscoe. Because Briscoe can't work the TV, but he could do the pay-per-views. Because that's... Um, you know, so he could do that. Um, they could bring in Michael Elgin's. I don't think he's signed with WWE anymore. Um, they could bring in Davey Richards. They could bring in Eddie Edwards, um, Austin Aries, Jerry Lynn. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think they can do Nigel McGinnis because he don't wrestle anymore. Um, unless he decides to have one more match and they're able to bring him in. They can bring in, uh, Takeshi Morishima, um, Samoa Joe, who's there, could step in the ring. Um... CM Punk, if he ever comes back, he would be one of the main guys they could bring in. Um, if Jamie Noble wasn't working for WWE, they could bring him in because he's a former Ring of Honor World Champion. If if Roderick Strong wasn't with NXT, they could bring him. Uh, Seth Rollins would be another because he wanted this Tyler Black, but again, he's in WWE. Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens was another. Um, unfortunately, those are guys still in WWE, so they couldn't take the opportunity. But uh, they could bring in, um, let's see who we got. Dalton Castle, he's fucking nuts, but he'd be great. Uh, Matt Tavin, I guess. So they have certain options. I mean, they could bring in even Low Key, who was the first ever Ring of Honor World Champion. Um, and there's, there's this random guy named Xavier, not Xavier Woods, different Xavier. So they ha- even Homicide could do it. I can't remember if he was the guy from. Oh yeah, he's. I think he was one of the guys from LAX. It was I a think bro- so. 
but no, um, he was a smother of the brothers. Either either way, there's something there's something there that they can use, and they have a variety of former champions they could easily bring in for Chris Jericho to work with while he does the uh, desecration of Ring of Honor. So they have options that they can use to bring people in. And I just think there's a lot of great people here that they can use. And it'll be, it's going to be entertaining to see where they go with this. It's very entertaining. Um, Demi. Yeah. You know what time it is right now? Yeah, it's 126. I am very, very aware (laughs) of what time it is, but thank you. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. Thank you for reminding me. It'll be even later than that when I'm done editing this motherfucker. So, well, wait a minute. Why don't you, if you're too tired, dude, and everybody would agree with me, like, after we're done with this, because I'm going to do the basic same thing, because I've been up since 7, uh, 7.30, 8 o'clock this morning, so I'm just as tired as you, and I am. So I had to do a double today. Because this is, like, too tired to do the editing. Probably have to do a lot to do because of me. I'm sorry. Um, do it when you can. I, I, that's not the point. I can handle it. Anyway. Um, that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this recap of uh, AEW. Uh, Zach, as always, I thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us, and I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Uh, yeah, I'll be there for the next one. Ugh. Yeah. All right, so make sure you guys uh, follow the Boochcast. We are on Anchor. Anchor. Spotify. Spotify. Google Podcast. Google Podcast. And iHeartRadio. Radio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash theboochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Um, I did have something up there. I need to make this quick announcement. Um, last on the NX during the NXT recap, I mentioned the fact that I would be performing at Vivid Journey in uh Decker, Tennessee. I have recently uh spoken to the people at Vivid Journey and they said that the show on October 5th has to be postponed for business reasons. Um, So uh, the show will not be taking place on October 5th. However, they said that they should be getting back to me soon with a rescheduled date. So once I know when that date's going to take place, I will be sharing that information on the Boochcast, whether I share it next week or at a later date. But stay tuned to the Boochcast Facebook page for when I will be making the announcement. Because if I get it, if I'm able to get it before the next podcast, I, it will be on the Facebook page before I mention it here. Just know that. Um, and also the Monday shows are pre-recorded. So you won't hear it on the Monday show. If I do get a new date, it'll be mentioned on the next uh, recap on, of either NXT or AEW. So, but the October 5th show has been postponed. So there will be an AEW recap that night. Also, um, make sure you guys uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Uh, visit our YouTube channel. Check out all of our YouTube content. And be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. Uh, as of right now, I am currently done with uh, four of the remaining uh, Dark Side of the Ring videos have been fully edited. Uh, I am currently in the process of editing the uh, XPW video, so that's where I'm at right now. Uh, So I just have to edit that and then do the recording and editing of the steroid trials. 
and we will be out there for you guys very soon. So be on the lookout for those videos coming soon, very soon. Also, uh, make sure you're following us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, November the 26th for WWE Survivor Series. Make sure you join us for the show. We're still working out the crazy kinks on that, but it will be happening in some capacity. Also, uh, make sure you guys... Uh, check out our D&D video uh, coming soon. Also, we have our Boochcast booking battle and another special project in the works. And you can support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. You can donate for $0.99, cents, $1 per month. That's our basic level. We have our intermediate level, which is $4.99, $5 per month. Same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there are fans of the Peacocks. So don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than the Peacock anyway. And we have our advanced level, the final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. Same amount of money we used to pay for a W Network subscription here in the United States. I know ever since so did the Peacock, you got to where to put that $9.99. Sit at $9.99. Bring it over here. We got better content than the network. And unlike All Elite Wrestling, we actually care about our fans. are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You have the option of paying with a credit card or with GPay. Now, all the money we raise goes back into this show in some capacity. We use to upgrade our equipment. We use to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and you yeah. believe that it's going to be paid for yeah. their hard work... Anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then if there's any money left over, when it's all said and done, we use the rest to give uh, Zachariah Scott his uh, ramen noodles so he doesn't go hungry because Lord knows without them, he is he is our regular starving Marvin. And we also <laughs> try to get him laid because... Uh, unfortunately, um, Mitch isn't doing it for him anymore, ladies and gentlemen. So we need to re we need to replace the mattress with a beautiful woman, or just or an uggo at this point. Eddie will do. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, aka the Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been the Boochcast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, pizza baby. baby. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. Eddie. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. A la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again. <laughs>